0: I've loved being the head coach of this football team, Cody. Now, the thing about it, it's been some ups and downs, more downs and ups. But it has been everything I thought it would be. Uh, I wish we'd have had a few more wins, but we
1: came here with the process. And and, and we're staying with the process, we're gonna stay the course. And I feel like at this point, that we, where we are, that the fact that we've stayed the course, and that we're following the process, there are things that are starting to to get better
0: for us, and we're starting to see some uh, positive things happening with the franchise right now.
1: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Friday edition of the Locked On Texas podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your team every day. Of course, you guys know me. I'm John Hickman. And of course, I'm joined by none other than Cody Davis. And on today's show, it opened up with what we're going to talk about. (laughs) Cully is done in Houston. So let's talk about the facts, right? Let's talk about. What are the ramifications for this franchise moving forward as we look at a new head coach? Tim Kelly was also relieved of his duties, as you guys remember. I confirmed that on last week's episode as the Houston Texans looked toward a new uh, O.C. But before we talk about that, a couple of things. Number one, David Cutley, who just lost his job, is still laughing to the bank. He has $22 million left guaranteed that the Houston Texans will have to pay him. And overall, if you remember the show from a couple of days ago, I want to say the Tuesday show, Cody Davis mentioned here on this show how maybe the progression of Davis Mills was going to speed up the time David Culley had in town. The firing of Brian Flores may have sped up the time David Culley had in town. And on Thursday evening, actually afternoon, the notification came out We got the news. David Culley is no longer the head coach officially for the Houston Texans. And Cody, what are the facts surrounding this decision from Nick Casario in the front office that was also included in this decision? The reports came out. Jackie Eastaby was a part of this decision making process. What happened that led to David Culley kind of getting the boot out of Houston? Well, that's what we're still trying to figure out. I mean, as of right now,
0: we don't know when we're going to hear from Nick Casario. I mean, I'm projecting either Monday or Tuesday. But, John, I would like to say I'm surprised by this news, but I'm not because – When you go back almost a year ago when David Cully was hired, everyone knew that David Cully was a placeholder for a guy that they actually wanted to be their head coach. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Texans job is one of the most attracting jobs out there. I mean, I still think this might be the worst job out of all of the vacancies in the National Football League as of right now. But what I would say is a little bit, it's, it's, it's a little bit cleaner than it was a year ago because a year ago, the guys that the Texans had their eyes set on in one of those guys and i do believe and of course aaron wilson reported this and this is their top candidate brian flores you know this is the part of the main reason why they went a they went on and fired david culley on yesterday and when i take a look at the 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 firing of flores in miami as you just mentioned you you take a look at davis mills the progression not only davis mills you take a look at the fact that a lot of these young guys nico collins bourbon jordan roy lopez and i'm just only sticking with the rookies i'm not even going to mention john granard and i'm even going to throw your boy ross blacklock because blacklock has looked good titus howard has looked good the texans have foundational pieces set in place as of right now and like i mentioned a couple days ago i do see the texans winning more than four games in 2022 and in order for them to do that if they want to be the team that can actually set a, a a ceiling of let's just say being respected and being a competitive team it made sense to move on from David Cully. And, and I hate to say that because I was really rooting for Cully. I actually wanted to see him come back for a second season only because he had the respect, the love, and the admiration from his players. They went out there and, and played hard for him for 17 out of the 18 weeks for the 2021 season. And I hate to see that he's gone, but at the end of the day, John, I'm not going to bash the Texans. I know this looks bad for the organization. I mean, what, this is going to be their third head coach in the span of three years, and nine times out of 10 is going to be another um, coach that come from the Bill Belichick tree. I don't want to see that happen, but this is a decision that had to be moved in order for the Texans to get back to a form of relevancy.
1: So... Here's my thought process, excuse me, behind David Cullen getting fired. We knew it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. I I think the feel in the last week or two in the regular season was maybe he's done enough to get an extra year. Mm -hmm. And I think that when Cully came out and he made comments that he didn't necessarily see a need for a change on offense for the following year. That was a report that that rubbed. The front office the wrong way, David Cutley may have not thought that changes were that needed to be made made for the season, throughout the season and for next year. That is a red flag and alarming for not only the coaching staff and front office, but I think that should have been alarming to the fans out there, the players on that roster, and folks in the media. And so I don't think David Cutley did himself a bunch of favors. Towards the end of the line for himself, right? Um, and it seemed the entire time that David Cully from day one, was in over his head. And now I, I'm not going to say that's fair because that's not fair. You don't want your head coach to be in over his head from day one, where it seems like he has never gotten a grasp of what's going on for this franchise. <clears throat> but the facts remain that you know a lot of these head coaches. They went into new situations with better draft capital, maybe better cap space in the free agency, maybe more solid foundations than the Houston Texans. And David Cully went to a situation that was more than ideal, right? You know, you just signed your quarterback months before. He doesn't want to play for you. Looks you dead in your eye, have a meeting. I don't want to play for you. I don't want to be a part of this team. Then you go out, your general manager made a lot of transactions. So now you're trying to figure out who fits best for this franchise on the roster moving forward you have a quarterback that's a veteran he gets hurt you know we guys we know the storyline but for cully i think getting fired was probably two things the best for him number one as i mentioned 22 million dollars will still be coming his way so it's not like he's not going to be having some money like this is the one year he's going to get a check and then he's going to have to fend for himself Another year, He's going to have $22 million coming his way. And I also think this experience, if he wants to continue to coach, will help him as a coordinator moving forward, if that's what he wants to uh, look at. But overall, it helps the Houston Texans in one way. Now you can do what you did a year prior to getting Nick Casario. Mm-hmm. Right? If you remember, they had to settle for the coaching firm, they had to use multiple guys at one time, and then they went ahead and gave Bill O'Brien that, uh, that 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 role by himself. And then he delegated with other people around the franchise in the front office. But, you know, that worked out to be one of the worst offseasons in <laughs> Texans history. But that, that that the year before that, they got those tampering charges for Nick Casario. They waited it out. They finally got his guy. And I've been saying this entire time, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Casario has a plan whether we agree or not with that plan whether more importantly that plan works out because i'm under the mindset brian flores is a hot name top candidates jerry mayo has also emerged as a top candidate for this head coaching position and i look at that i think to myself the only reason why he'll get this job is because he's a new england guy because he's just a positional coach just like david cully was and he was never a coordinator (laughs) Mayo has never been a coordinator, and so you're bringing in a guy who is still going to be, in my opinion, unfit and unprepared, and when you do, will you do the same thing for him that you did for Casario? You're going to pick a staff. You're going to go over his head at times, right? And so we may not agree with it or not. He needs to have success, I think, in the next two years. That'll be his third year with the Houston Texans, but at least moving forward, you have no excuse of why this was your candidate that you chose because now you have free range to select the candidate that you want the pressure is not on for this franchise and not only for nick casario hmm. cal McNair, who we haven't talked about in a very long time at least in a negative way i think we've been okay with just leaving him on the sideline and you know whatever he wants to be as an owner you are signing off on these deals okay and so three coaches in three consecutive years, this window of success, and what I think success is for the Houston Texans, if you make the playoffs with Brock Osweiler a few years ago, you have to find a way to mimic that. This, this, um, excuse me, this division isn't that strong for you not to be in the race in the next couple of years. But Casario's out, which makes sense as to why they were not, they declined, excuse me, the senior bowl. Houston now has to move forward finding their head coach in a couple of months. You got free agents, got the draft. They got a lot to do in a short time span. And I wonder how that will affect the future uh, for decisions that'll be made for personnel.
0: Well, let me just say this, John, before moving on. Look. I, I get why they moved on from Cully. I just said I don't it have makes a sense. problem. Yeah, and it makes sense. Like I like I said, I would like to sit here and throw a fit. Oh my god, why did they do the blah blah blah? Like we knew he was going to be nine times out of ten a one and done coach the day they hired him. Because we knew The Texans can say whatever they want, but we know behind closed doors that they have a plan in store. And probably because uh, Brian Flores got released on Monday, that that process started to get sped up a lot quicker. But, John, my only issue with the firing I have is the reason behind it. Saying that, throwing it out there, quoting David Cully by saying that he did not think changes needed to be made. Where, of course, he's going to say that because you did not give him the opportunity to make changes. You picked his whole entire coaching staff. Half the season, part of the dumb coaching decisions that we saw him do on the field, you was the one in his ear telling him to make those stupid decisions. The only time David Cully looked like a true head coach was in, what, the final three, four games of the regular season? And they went two and two in the process. So, don't. Feed us this BS talking about we would we we felt some kind of way because he said you didn't need changes to the offensive coordinator, and we ended the season with the worst offense in the league when you was the one who wanted to keep Tim Kelly in the first place. You was the one that got involved of all the head coaching decisions that David Cully could have made both on and off the field. Don't give us that. Just tell us the truth or come just make a just find a better excuse. That's all I'm asking
1: i think that's important to say in the sense because from day one we called it how we saw it and cully was a scapegoat and week after week after week we saw him being scapegoated and i think this is the last slap in the face now i will say he was brought in to be a scapegoat from day one i think that was an understanding between the parties that be that represent the houston texans but (laughs) <laughs> a hell of a care package to leave off on when you still have 22 million dollars coming your way texan fans we are always looking for the edge these days and i'd like to thank my friends over at online for sponsoring today's podcast if you don't already know online gambling is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge throughout the playoffs they're providing you with the best nfl tips news and more to help you make the best bet and make you the best better informed ever so check this out <clears throat> you're gonna have some fun with this man listen you can go in there and, and you want to make a bet you're not a hundred percent sure the right move what you should do who's playing the odds they got this stuff small down as small as who's gonna be playing in certain situations got to go check out OnlineGambling.com slash NFL. So again, make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for the latest gambling news, tips, and info to beat the odds and give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. Also, ladies and gentlemen, Texas fans out there, Saints fans, Patriots fans, whatever you are a fan of, you guys have to make sure that you check out an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about that's GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cent for every gallon they guess Every time they fill up, just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or SCORE for college and get a bonus $0.25 cent per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cent cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using the GetUpside app. Again, just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or SCORE for college. We have to talk about the ramifications for the Houston Texans moving forward. Brian Flores, Jared Mayo, hot names, Pep Hamilton, SOC. What's going to happen next for this team? Welcome back, Locked On Texan fans. Be sure to check us out on YouTube. And remember, we are free and available on all major platforms. Thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Hinted at it in the first segment, Brian Flores, Jared Mayo, Pep Hamilton, his name is now thrown in the mix for the offensive coordinator position. Remember, there was a team out there that requested an interview with him early in the week. They did move on from Tim Kelly, which you know, we're talking about David <laughs> Kelly, but that's, Tim that's Kelly. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the, the Houston Texans have not been able to really officially run the ball in a very long time. 2 years Tim Kelly, 2 years they've been number 31 and 32, I, I believe, yep. in, in the ball. They've had moments of success when it came to putting the ball in the air. Nothing ever consistent throughout the course of a span of a couple of games, which I think has held back players like Deshaun Watson, even though he had a career year last year, but I think that's held back uh, Davis Mills this year. And so Tim Kelly is out the door. Pep Hamilton is a clear-cut number one candidate, and it makes sense. I think he already has – you know, a relationship with not only your future quarterback in Davis Mills, but uh, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan, Brandon Cooks, you know, some of these Mm -hmm. other guys that are already on this roster, and that'll make bringing other guys into this roster, into this franchise, make their jobs and their lives a whole lot easier because that'll be, you know, communication with players and coaches that are already set here in stone. But Cody, Brian Flores, a hot name out there. Jared Mayo, another hot name. What do you feel about those two? Uh I'm conflicted. First and foremost, Jerry Mayo and I like try Jerry, to keep my I'm like Jerry Mayo. I like Jerry Mayo as a player. I think he's done a damn good job as a linebacker coach for the Patriots. I really do. Um but I, I just have to say I don't see a difference in the situation that he be walking to compared to David Culley outside of one big aspect, and that will be, you won't have to answer questions regarding Deshaun Watson. That cloud mm. won't be over your head compared to how it was over David Culley's head, which I think would be a boost or in, uh, a notch towards what Jerry Mayo can or cannot do as a head coach. But before, mm. For Brian Flores, and I'm not endorsing Jerry Mayo for head coach, I would love Brian Flores, and I'll tell you why. He's had success building franchise and a younger quarterback. Whether that younger quarterback was a top younger quarterback at his time or whether or not it'd be Davis, I think they can translate. I mean, they can translate over from Miami to Houston. We know about the ties between New England days, uh, between Casario, to and Flores. But I just think he's a damn good coach, man. I think he coached great football. Uh, the reports that came out about Brian Flores that he was basically ego strucking had issues with the front office and general managers and players, totally dismissed Tua Tug of Law at times. And but remember that report where Bill O'Brien was basically doing everything possible to get out of town in Houston? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if that will, you know, that would, if Brian Flores read that and was like, I want to do everything to get to Houston, let me try doing and saying some of the same stuff. But those are the two hottest names surrounding that head coach position right now and and John you took all of the words
0: out of my mouth however I'm not big on Brian Flores coming to Houston because first and foremost I have been told this by a couple people Flores is nothing but another version of Bill O'Brien yes he is better with his X's and O's on the field but he is a very hard guy to establish a relationship with he is not a people person and When I hear that, yes, I do understand winning heals everything. But when I take a look at the Bill O'Brien era, that was one of his biggest flaws. He was always bumping heads with players. He was always bumping heads with people on his coaching staff. He was always bumping heads with people in, in, uh, in upper management. That is part of the reason why, in my opinion, I do believe that the Texans never had that opportunity to fully take to fully take control of the potential that they had because you you have to have some type of relationship with the players and the people who are working for you and if you saw though you if you saw that was an issue with bill o'brien why would you put yourself in that same exact situation again with a guy who is being known as just another version of bob I'm sorry. I don't want to see the Houston Texans go go down that path once again, especially considering, I know some people might look at me crazy, but you're coming from a guy in in, in David Cully who had the respect, the love, the admiration. There was a lot of guys inside their locker room. They only played hard because they loved and respected um, David Cully. If if and, and he's a he's a people per he's the complete one eighty from the person that we are being told that Brian Flores is. So why would you put yourself in that situation again? And when I look at Mayo, I don't know a lot about him. But what I do know is this, he is nothing but what a 25, 30 year old younger version than a coach that you just fired. They have the same credential. And if it didn't work with David Cully, a guy who was a position coach for what, 20 or 30 years, why would you go out and hire a guy who has been a position coach for only three seasons? I don't like the Mayo John, like I mentioned on yesterday when I talked about should they consider looking at Lovey Smith. And as of right now, if they hire Mayo or Flores, I think nine times out of 10, that means Lovey Smith might be walking out the door because his coaching philosophy is completely different from Flores and Mayo. Uh, but Part of the reason why I wanted to put that out there, I want to see the Texans get away from the New England Patriot way. There are several other candidates they could look at. You could take a look at Arabian Enemy. That was the guy who had his name attached to the Texans last season. Even though I do believe that was because of the whole Deshaun Watson factor and, of course, I don't care who they bring in. Deshaun Watson isn't walking on, walking in through the doors off of 6'10 and Kirby, except to clean out his locker. And I think his locker has been cleaned clean. out since last year. Because he may we have did... a couple of tables in there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I was going to say he probably just have a couple of shoes from his little workout that we that we saw him do throughout the season, but that was kind of dirty, John. Come on now, man, damn. But I, I say all that just to say there are other candidates out there that the Texans should look at who are more qualified outside of Brian Flores. I don't see no other, no no other coaching candidate that they are tying their names to that I would be okay with because all of them. They're coming from this the the Bill Belichick coaching tree, and I don't care how successful the New England Patriots was. It doesn't matter who it didn't matter who they had on their coaching staff. Yeah, it kind of mattered who they who they had out there, a part of being part of their fifty three man roster. But at the end of the day, and I don't know if Cal McNair and Emma is not understanding this, they do not have Bill Belichick, who is arguably one of if not the greatest coach in NFL history. And Tom Brady, who at this point, there's no damn debate. He is the greatest quarterback in NFL history. And he's putting together a resume to be considered one of the greatest athletes in sports history. So I'm just hoping for the sake of this argument, if it's not Brian Flores, because look, I'm 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 50-50 with the Flores. Like I mentioned, he's not a people person. And I do believe that's something that this organization and any organization needs in order to move forward and be successful. But I can't deny this is a guy who has looked at that. He knows how to work with what he has. The fact that he took the Dolphins from a seven-game losing streak to a seven-game winning streak in a season – says a lot and that does get me hyped to a certain extent but if it's not brian flores please for the sake of everything depart from the bill belichick new england patriots way especially if that leaves you with mayo as your top head coaching candidate and we're going to be in the same position again
1: i think the reality of the situation is this we're going to have to wrap our minds Exit fans around the thought of Nick Casario is going to build with what he trusts. And you can trust a guy that's going to do whatever you're going to, whatever you want. And that's what David Culley was. But with building, you're going to bring in somebody that you're comfortable with in that aspect. I look at Brian Flores and you're you're 50-50 on him. Because of the issue that he may or may not have, this is still a business, and winning cures. Yeah, you're right all. about that. If the I, Texans go out there and they but win can they get them to winning though? That's my only issue. And, and that's why it's important for me to you know reiterate. Houston now has a two year window because now it'll be after two years, it would be the third year of six for Nick Siriou, and if they are still struggling in places in two years that they struggle with year one with David Cully, then it makes sense to start looking at the top and understanding that this is all of your decisions and now we have to deal with it. That's why this ramification discussion is important. Not necessarily to talk about why we don't want Flores or Mayo because of the New England Patriot tree, which I'm sure a lot of you guys are tired of. Or not necessarily because you know, whatever coach you bring in. No, it's because now it's going to start making sense because you're picking everything your way now. Like This upcoming Mm -hmm. free agency is very important. You won on the last draft. You did not win in the last free agency. You got some great players. You got Desmond King and Kamu Gouje here. But moving forward, it's important to see how this offseason is going to play out because now you have to worry about bringing in a head coach, a position coach, What's going to happen with some of these coordinators and other position coaches right will they stay in line or will they look and go elsewhere because maybe this franchise is not something that i want to be around these are all the ramifications that come with this decision to move on from cully after you knew from day one he was just a bridge bridge coach scapegoat and if you bring in a coach that's hard to work with then now you will have issues with your coaching staff and players as well BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all sports wagering action for 22. New year and a new updated desktop and a mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get started. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet and wager on all of your favorite sports because BetOnline is where the game starts. Also, it's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure Bill build bar in your plan. Bill Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Bill Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolutions because it tastes so good. You'll want to continue to eat it, unlike those other protein bars, which can be very chalky, waxy, and sometimes tastes like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, and I know, guys, it can get boring. By week three, you're thinking to yourself, this is just not it, and it's not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, bill Bar is covered in 100% chocolate. Most bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually carries around 240 calories, 40 grams of sugar, and, and a dozen of those net carbs. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Be sure to continue to check us out throughout the weeks as we bring you news and updates surrounding the Houston Texans. Now make your second listen to Locked On Best Podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs, Locked On best is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Before we get out of here, the Houston Texans chairman slash owner, Cal McNair, released a statement in regards to David Culley. And he said, we are grateful for the energy and passion David brought to our organization throughout last season. We wish him his wife, Carolyn, and their entire family, nothing but the best moving forward. I have entrusted Nick Casario to lead football performance, and I have complete confidence Confidence, excuse me. he will find the best leader for our team. These decisions are difficult, but Nick believed it was necessary for the future of our organization. We look forward to continuing to build our roster and finding the right coach to lead us forward. I you had guys, that look on your face. You, you guys. <laughs> uh, I, I just, you, you guys in the comments. You, you let us know how you feel about uh, Cal McNair's statement. You can find this on Twitter. Uh, you can just you know type in Cal McNair's statement on David Cutler Google or follow our fellow Texas media member. And family of the show, Brandon K. Scott, at Brandon K. Scott, and he has posted that as well. It just doesn't come off as genuine, man, because you were confident in the pick last year. <laughs> so, and here's my thoughts about the Houston Texan guys, and I hope that you made it this far in the show. Houston right now, they have the ability, they have the opportunity, rather, to either be on the same trajectory as the Arizona Cardinals. Steve Wilkes got it one year. They didn't win a lot of games. He got fired. They brought in Cliff Kingsbury, and now they're one of the premier NFC teams, and if it wasn't for a lot of these injuries and COVID, they may be better than where they ended, right? Mm-hmm. Or Houston can this the trajectory of we don't trust you as a fan base. We don't believe what you're putting out you're not actually setting yourself up to perform well against other teams and we're going to continue this cycle now the latter may be more i think more capable for houston what's the best thing about it is the progression of davis mills cody to your point earlier in this week is very important to the future and i think that once Nick Casario was able to see that they have a quarterback that is very good, at least in the, in the small sample size games that we've seen of him. Well, what, what did that do, Cody? That changed what your next year goals are, which is what you mentioned earlier this year. And if you, if that changed your goal and that, if that's the case, excuse me, then now, yes, you find a coach who you believe can nurture this quarterback. And here's why. As much as I would like him to be the quarterback, I mean the head coach for the Houston Texans, here's why that's a conflict with Brian Flores because he was just in that situation in New England, I'm sorry, in Miami, and that was not the case. Was a damn good coach. Coached that team to 10-6 last year, had an amazing winning streak this year, but never really quite fully bought into Tua, never really fully quite bought into the fact that you have to nurture this young quarterback who shows promise at times. That's the same situation he may be walking into with Davis Mills. And so whatever they do, they got two paths right now. If you guys watch Loki or in MCU, you know, <laughs> the different timelines or the multiverse, I am very, God, interesting is not even a word. I can't wait to see the candidate they choose, how this plays out, in the very first year under this candidate because now you know what your ceiling is six games cannot be before you cannot win four games next year huh. yeah john you said everything and i just
0: i'm just really hoping that they move away from the bill belichick new england Patriots street because they cannot they cannot afford to get this wrong this entire coaching search it might be the most important search in this 20-year history, plain and simple. And we thought the one last year, because we knew what was at stake with Deshaun Watson, we thought last year coaching search was important. I think this one might be even more important. or and, and, and the ramifications might be a little bit more detrimental than how this year played out. Because look, say what you want about David Culley. A lot of people laughed and poked fun at him all throughout the season you know they say he's not a competent head coach and you know we kind of agreed here on locked on texans to a certain extent but at the same time like we mentioned early on in the show we knew the hand that he was dealt when he took over as head coach however me personally i just want to give a moment just to give a shout out to david cully himself because the fact that he guy. went out there. Yes, he is a very good guy. I had an opportunity to talk to him on multiple occasions. But the fact that he went out there and coached his team to four wins in a season where so many people thought there was going to either be 1-16 or 0-17, the fact that he gained the respect for for so many players in that locker room said a lot about who David Cully was as a person. And it says a lot about the fact that, yeah, he knew what he was getting himself into, but at the end of the day, he did everything he could to try to, I guess if I could put it in better words, try to over-exceed expectation. And, John, that is part of the reason why I really wanted to see this team win five or six games this year, is because if he was able to pull that off and he could have if they would have let this man actually go out there and coach this how this fire would have looked 10 times as worse but shout out to David Cully awesome guy I'm actually going to miss him a little bit because I love talking to him love the I'm energy not. that he brought um you know but it is what it is man at this I'm point. not going to miss him I do want to add this tidbit no I'm saying miss him as in the just him as a person the conversations that I had with him off record. Oh. That that kind of stuff.
1: Oh, that's fine. It's good for you. <laughs> I do want to mention this tidbit. Um, Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. You know who helped negotiate that contract in it in the war room doing that? Jack Easterby. Uh David Cully is gonna get paid $22 million for the next three years. You know who helped negotiate his contract? Jack Easterby. I was a big fan of maybe he's not around and, and, and he's not a factor, but it's, let's be fair let's be real now. His fingerprints are on a lot of decisions that are being made. That's why this offseason, as you mentioned it, will be the most important in the 20-year franchise history. And if it goes south, then this team will be looked at the New England mm-hmm. of the south that went south. <laughs> Guys, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube at Locked On Texans. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. I'm sorry we couldn't get to those comments. I will be responding to some of those comments on Twitter today, or tomorrow, rather. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. You guys better buckle up and get ready for the ride, man, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. But I'm going to be there every step of the way. Cody going to be there every step of the way. The Locked On Texans will be as well.
0: Oh man, as always, I'm your host Cody Davis Please remember to follow me on Twitter At CodyDavis 24 Once again, that's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24 Until next time, ladies and gentlemen Shout out one time for David Cully
1: Peace